Hey, good morning. Monday, December the 18th, and I want to welcome you to episode 18 of the R3 Framework Million Dollar Scale-Up and a video presentation which goes out to my social channels. And today I want to talk about the 10 launch deliverables that I've got laid out for the beginning of January 24. So 1st of January 2024, or probably on the 2nd of January after a day off of a New Year's Day, let's see what happens. But these are going to be 10 launch deliverables that I'm working on. And I want to share these with you because I think they will help you to understand the different things that are needed to bring a, a project uh, to fruition. Now, these are things I've worked on before. I'm calling them launch deliverables, but I do want to share that I've probably done about five or six kind of semi-launches over the past couple of years. So this is, this is the latest iteration of that. But I'm particularly excited about this because so much has come together over these couple of years that I think this is really where things are very streamlined, things are really intact. There's, there's, there's multiple moving parts and it all works together. So let's go through those. And uh, so just briefly, this is a weekly update for what we are doing with what I call the R3 framework. It's going out to my community, which is building slowly. And my podcast, which is called A Million Dollar Scale Up, which you can find on uh, different podcast channels. So I try to keep these to about 15 to 20 minutes, maybe sometimes a bit longer, um, but I hopefully you will find it very valuable. My story very briefly is after a 20 year journey of going from corporate, building two companies after that, making money, losing money, being finding out all sorts of problems with the human psyche, with uh, different business partners that I had that where there were lots of complications, difficulties. And so I learned about life the hard way through that. And then now over the past few years, researching a better way to do things because you know, what we were doing when we launched our technology company was uh, just trial and error. And there are so many better ways to do these things. Of course, there's a lot of good advisors online, but I've developed a framework, which I think really helps. So this is also what I think about this. I think also is my own psychological examination of you know, why I got involved with startups, how that all happened, what broke down through that process of getting to multiple eight figures and kind of self-reflection. So it's my own transformation, which is a lot of you know, what's built into this framework designed to help other people. So a quick recap from the past few weeks, a lot of been, a lot of what I've been working on has been short form campaigns, uh, short form video com campaigns across all the main channels, Instagram, X, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. And in this process, what I found is a lot of great feedback from which videos were really working the best. And that's helped me to craft my new offer, which is called the R3 Action Plan. And previously I had something, so earlier in the year, I had something called the R3 playbook that didn't resonate that well. I believe that this action plan is going to resonate much better, especially with some of the additional kind of deliverables that I've included in it. And this is a lot has come from the actual videos, the short form videos that I was posting. And I started to realize that actually people were like giving feedback or resonating with certain headlines and topics. And so I just want to call that out as being a really good way for you to really think about how do you find the thing that's going to resonate with your audience. So next week, what I'll do is a deep overview of what's in the R3 action plans. I'm not going to go through it in detail today, but just to say it's a sort of high level framework. It's the big picture framework that I've, that I've got. In fact, in fact, I'll show it to you later, maybe, uh, but, but I have this chart with, uh, it's essentially a methodology and it's literally, this action plan is literally a sort of plug and play to get to double digit growth uh, with all the worksheets. So obviously. It's a self-study short course. It's not you know, guaranteed to get you to double digit growth on its own, but it's going to give you the understanding of how things work, how this framework is put together, what you can do 
and it'll allow you to do your own before and after comparison. It'll allow you to think about your current state compared to this framework, and then you'll be able to define the projects that you need to do to be able to get to your future state of getting to double-digit growth. So this is a really important step to think about the action plan that you need for your business. So this is an action plan to help you build your action plan in many ways. So I include them some kickstart videos, a review and planning for a mechanism of tracking and, and a lot more. So I've also decided to include a triple play of courses in that, which is going to be what, which are essentially my signature courses of remap, rank and redesign and funding as a bonus as well. So four courses essentially as part of that, but I'll go through that in more detail next week. So today, what I wanted to do is to go through the launch deliverables that I've essentially working on or have been working on for the past few weeks and now final week coming into Christmas, planning for that. Probably a few days before the New Year's as well, but this is the focus. So the first thing, the main thing, which I think has been the center point, the sort of like the full, the, the everything revolves around this is the marketing campaign. And for me, and I've talked about this last week and a few and uh, before as well, this marketing campaign is very much a, it's a campaign argument. It's to say, why should someone want this? And the end result of this is going to be a video sales letter. So it's a very carefully constructed argument, which turns out to be around about, I think at the moment, around about 6,000 words. So it's fairly lengthy. It's probably going to end up as a 20 minute video sales letter. Maybe I'll try to get it down to 15 minutes, but I just want to give you that picture of what the, the core of this a launch is going to be around this marketing campaign, this video sales letter. Now, the reason why a video sales letter is really valuable is first of all, because you know, having this single line on the screen to follow, uh, you've all seen these things, is a very engaging uh, mechanism. It's, very, it's, it's a lot different and much better than, let's say, a sales page, which you can skim in two seconds, look at the price and decide if it's something you want or not and just leave. And so that's a very low engagement kind of model to have a sales page. And the most important thing in this video sales letter and the whole marketing campaign is that every single line, every single headline at the beginning and every single line through the video sales letter has to be carefully thought through and crafted because as my mentor on this whole campaign concept says frequently, the idea is that basically the first hundred word, the first, well, let's say the first, the landing page with the headline is what gets you to look at the video. So that's the first thing. Secondly, once you start watching the video, the first hundred words are what help, what are what make the difference between whether you will watch the rest of the video or at least the next hundred words. It's, you know, you've got a, a well-crafted video with a well-crafted argument. It's going to keep someone engaged all the way through because it is actually valuable and is actually useful for the person. But if it's not crafted very well, or if it's not very engaging, then obviously you'll see drop-offs and people will leave. So. The concept of a video sales letter, I think is very, very good. It's very strong. I've tried webinars before. I think a webinar is also a very good mechanism, but I think the video sales letter has the edge because of this mechanism of being able to keep someone engaged. And uh, so anyway, that's the concept here of the marketing campaign. I want to mention a couple of things as part of that. Part of that is what's called a big idea. So the question is, why should someone watch this video sales letter? And so in my case, what I've chosen here to start with, at least test this out, and these ideas can change or you can develop or you can put new ideas into your front-end campaign. The one I'm going with here today or this for this launch is his reflecting on the technology company that we built in the early 2000s and why that didn't work. So that's my 
emphasis here is to say that look, we had this opportunity to create a, a great business. It didn't work. Well, it got to multiple eight figures and we sold it. You know, it got to a hundred people, multiple eight figures, got acquired by a company that then got acquired by GoDaddy. So there was a really, there was a result for this company. It was venture capital back. There was a lot going on in this business. But the question is, why didn't that work? And the same question is, why is it true that 96% of other funded companies today do not work either? And actually that's the entire premise for this framework to say, look, we need a better way. We need to have a better way of doing things because currently it's not working. 96% of companies are failing. And these are many, and many of those are venture capital backed companies. In fact, I, I read a report, something like saying something like 3000 or so companies failed this year that were venture backed. So, you know, there's an extraordinary amount of money being wasted. I think this year alone with venture capital backed companies failing, it's something like 20 or $30 billion kind of went down the drain, essentially didn't recover, or at least didn't get to that sort of gross rate that they should have done. So that's the premise for this. So the big idea that I'm working with here is based around that. And what I reflected on is the fact that the market that we actually started in many ways, because we were one of a handful of companies at the beginning of the 2000s, started up the whole cloud and software as a service market. That market is now a trillion dollar market. My big idea tagline here is that this is a trillion, this was a trillion dollar market and we could only grow to multiple eight figures with a hundred people and had to sell out in 2006. So why is that? This is the big question. This is the big sort of like issue. And so my, basically my big idea is based around that we had a trillion dollar market opportunity and it was wasted. That trillion dollar market opportunity was wasted for us as a company. And so the same thing would be true today for any other company trying to launch something, a lot of optimism, a lot of hope and then when you and then raise capital, raise venture capital, series A rounds and all sorts of things. Everyone's very excited. Everyone's really got this very, this firm belief that it's going to win. It's going to work. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be global. And then a couple of years later or three or four years later, it hasn't worked. It hasn't gone the right way. Something didn't work. It fell flat. It, they couldn't raise a series B or they couldn't raise a series C. And that's just in the venture capital back market. Maybe they were trying to, maybe you're a brand and you have an existing, very healthy business, and you've tried to go down the digital route and you, you just can't make it work. You can't scale that business. It just doesn't work. And so these are the questions that we want to ask ourselves, right? So th that's the first point. Hopefully that's interesting. I dwelled on that a little bit. I won't dwell on all the other points that much, but this big idea thing, I think is really crucial because it sets the scene. And I'm expressing this because I think oh, you also need to be thinking about how you are attracting people into your business. What is the, what is the trigger? What's the initiative? What's the, the thing that is going to get people's attention where they say, wow, I have to watch that. I have to look at that. I have to find out what this is about. I have to find out the answer about this thing. And this is not your product. Okay. Just to be really clear, the big idea or the thing that's going to draw people's attention is not going to be, you've got a product that does something. That's not the big idea. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something that you're revealing, that you are exposing, that you are helping people understand about the world or the market or people. And that's what's going to get someone's attention. As soon as you start talking about your product, obviously people are going to be, oh, he's trying to sell me something and they're going to switch off. So we want to start with that idea of the thing that's going to get attention. That is the most important thing at the beginning. Now, I truly believe this. I love the concept. That's why I have spent literally years now, probably about three years in total, trying different campaigns, trying to see what works, trying to understand this concept very well. I've taken a long time about that for different reasons because I was paralleling it with other things. 
I was new to marketing three or four years ago, so I really had to pick this up firsthand. If you're a brand, you've got people in your marketing team. If you are a service provider, you clearly need to be on top of your whole marketing. If you're a solopreneur, if you're building something on your own, you, know, you are probably on a little bit the same curve that I was of having to learn everything, all the stuff yourself. Now, just realize that there is help at hand, so you don't have to go so slowly and you can go much faster. So big idea is one thing. Second thing is a unique mechanism. So in my case, it's what I call digital scale sprints. The idea that every 90 days you want to be rethinking your entire work plan and doing a sprint based around the framework. So that's my unique mechanism. Thirdly, my promise, which, which is to help people get to double digit growth and the, very specifically, actually, so 10% is always double digit, but ideally 20%. Compound annual growth rate at 20% with 50% of your acquisition coming from organic traffic. In other words, not paid and at least a million dollars in annual recurring revenue. So that those three characteristics are what Jason Lemkin from Sasta talks about in terms of going from startup to scale up. So once you've got to between one to $3 million, but as long as you've also got that other, the compound growth rate and you've got the acquisition from organic 50%. Then you can consider yourself ready to scale, not before. So this is really important. Once you're ready to scale, I think there's a lot of people who can help you with all different ways to get to scale. You've also got profitability. You can reinvest. You've got lots of capital. Uh, you can attract capital. But getting to that point is much harder. And so that's why a framework is really needed because otherwise you will just go off track, right? There are so many ways to get that wrong. Okay, so that was point number one about the marketing campaign. Let's go a little bit faster here. Secondly, my, in terms of my launch deliverables is the funnel. So building out the funnel and the upsells into that. Thirdly is the membership site, especially deliverables, including my short courses, PDFs, ebook, other things are going to be sort of like into that membership site and structured laid out. I'm using ClickFunnels and I really still like it. I've been using this for several years. I think it's a fantastic platform. There are obviously many platforms out there, but what I do like about ClickFunnels and the reason why I stuck with this is because I am designing this front-end campaign for a level of scale. And so that what that could mean is you know, signing you know, 100 customers a month into the front-end product, uh, possibly 400. Once I start, once I publish an ebook, uh, that could be 1,000 a month, or even I think there is one expert on ebook publishing front-end for programs who's doing something like 3,000 ebooks per month. So we want to have a platform that can scale with it. So you don't want to be implementing too many moving parts. So you want to have something which is native to the platform. You don't necessarily, you don't want to have having to use Zapier to how to go to another platform and then provision it on that one. Something's going to go wrong, obviously, right? In that kind of thing. So you want to try to keep it native to the platform. So you have a sales page, membership site for your front-end platform, for your front-end offer. And if that is a course or some sort of program or a SaaS product, then it's got to be native to the front-end. Otherwise you will get into trouble. So that's number three. Number four is my autoresponder campaign. I use a product called Drip, actually, which I still, it's actually more for e-commerce, but I think it works really, really well. It's very easy to use, very intuitive. And again, these are all different things that I'm preparing for the launch the beginning of January. So there's a lot of, as you can see already, there's quite a few things that have to come together here. Number five, uh, I've decided to integrate Pipedrive CRM. And the idea there would be that as someone comes in through the front end, they buy the product, it will immediately go into Pipeline as a CRM and into the Kanban. So then I would be able to see immediately that someone has bought a product and I can decide if it's someone we actually want to reach out to. Maybe there's some criteria for, you know, maybe something they complete says something about what they're doing. And if appropriate, you know, there might be a, requ a request or some, you know, they might check a box to say, yes, you know, contact me. 
then we would actually reach out to the person, but that would be through Pipedrive, that we managed through the Pipedrive CRM. We don't want to do that completely in the autoresponder because I've tried that before. It, you can't really see the data. You lose track of stuff. It's not the ideal to manage as a CRM. Right? So just keep these things distinct, keep them separate. Number six, uh, I will continue my short form videos. I'm going to add posts, carousels, and images over the next couple of weeks. So that's another part of this project. Number seven here is actually for me to create a Google Doc where I'm going to lay out the details of my accelerator program. So once someone comes into the front end and maybe they buy the upsell product, then the question is, do they want some help? Do they want some support? Do they want to join my monthly uh, support program? And so I have two levels, one I, call the, one I call Accelerate and one I call Grow and Scale. And so this is the idea there is that everyone should have the opportunity to get help where they need it. But obviously you need to invest a little bit more to get that. So I'm not going down the route of advertising so that to book a call. And the reason I'm not doing that is because that misses a whole section of providing the structure first to somebody. So they understand the framework first and they can buy the product. They can buy the front end product for, you know, a low price and understand and learn the framework. And if it's not something that, that actually fits or they believe in, then they can get a refund. It's not a problem. So we want to, that's the way this is structured. The other way of doing that, like I said, is you could have something where someone books a call straight away and your only job then is to try to sell them into a higher ticket program. So for me, that doesn't sit very well. I just don't think that is the way I want to go with this. I think there is a methodology that a larger number of people want to, you know, need to learn, want to learn. And so I've chosen this route to go with a front-end product that is self-study to start with. And then if they choose to, to get support, then they can. So that's the Google Doc I'm going to put together for that. Number eight is my ad campaign for the new marketing campaign, which is going to be in Facebook ads. And number nine is accounts and bookkeeping, because having this larger kind of flow of transactions coming through, I'm not going to be able to manage that bookkeeping myself. Number 10 is finally to recover my website. I got buried in the, for some reason, in the hosting company, something went wrong, website went down, I never put it back up. So I'm going to try to recover the website. And the main thing, purpose for that is as a repository for long form posts, because long form blogs should sit within that WordPress site that is much more SEO friendly than any other sort of platform, uh, or at least in terms of ClickFunnels, for example. So there are some other blog blogging platforms, but WordPress is a, obviously a very good one. And so that will be the real purpose of that. So hopefully that helps in terms of understanding the 10 launch deliverables that I've got for the beginning of January. And just to wrap up here then, just want to recap on some videos I published this week. So number one uh, was on seven primary activities that I think everyone should think about all the time. For the launch, obviously I've got a long list. In fact, that list of to-dos is like 30 things. But in terms of ongoing, there are seven things which are really important. And you can see that to video, but it's basically positioning, campaigns, community, sales, product, revenue acceleration, and affiliate marketing. And affiliate marketing, because you want to be promoted, you want to allow other people to promote your product. And you also want to be promoting products that you see that fit for your community from other people. And second video was on the difference between marketing campaigns and sales campaigns. The third video was on uh, what I call campaign storyline validation. So the idea that when you create a new offer, the very first to confer that offer is a good offer, you want to validate that. And the way you can validate that is what I is with what I call a campaign storyline validation. The storyline of what you are doing, the, 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 the concept of what you're offering is what you want to be validating. You don't want to be validating the product necessarily, right? That's not where you want to lead. You want to lead with the story and the concept and the offer 
of the campaign that, that you're creating. So actually you don't even need to have the product built at that point in time. You can just create the offer and go out and validate that in different ways. So that was that video. And then finally, a uh, crucial part of the whole of uh, the R3 framework is around positioning at the beginning. And the idea that what we do here is we cross validate positioning with funding. So whether you're trying to raise capital or not, but it's the cross validation with funding, which becomes the most important part. Like you could define your positioning for something all day long, all you want, but if you've not validated that it's a fundable project, that it's got the right funding strategy, which is going to be equitable for you, then there's no point doing that positioning, right? Now, if I think back to our tech company, yeah, we raised, we tried to raise money at the same time, but it was not cross-validated that it's the right answer, right? It was, it was almost like two competing things. We'd already launched the, the business to start with, and then we were going out looking for capital. We were trying to find out who would fund it. So this is not the right approach, right? You want to start in a different way where you say, let's lay out our positioning for this whole concept and the offer. And then we use funding to define the market size, to define whether that, how much opportunity is. And we get in front of people who are going to be the, the critical external eye on the things that can go wrong. And this is what, this is such an important point, especially for anyone who's bootstrapping. If you're bootstrapping anything, or even if you're a company, a brand, and you're just almost writing checks internally to get something working, you are not cross-validating with funding. You're not looking at this from a really purely, from an investable opportunity point of view. And I would say many of the things that fail in today's market is because of that. You haven't done that work. Okay, so those are the videos. And just to wrap up here, mention a few tools that I'm using. So HyperWrite, I love it. I use it every day now to, uh, to help me to craft the, the short form videos. And I'll be using it more for my LinkedIn posts. I started using a tool called AdGen AI. And so obviously for ad generation, which produced some very nice images, actually. Uh, it was all free. Like it a lot. ChatGPT, ClickFunnels, WordPress, uh, Vidalytics for hosting the main video for the video sales letter. And the reason for that is because it has a has an opt-in capture halfway through the video. So you can, so someone starts watching the video sales letter and then to continue watching the video sales letter, you can grab their opt-in details and it's very seamless. It's actually very nice. And you also just need one page. So it's not like they land on a page and then say, yes, do you want to watch video? And then go to another page. It's all on one page. And then the last tool is uh, Pipedrive for CRM, which I've actually not used yet, but I think in terms of the way it looks and everything from the outside, it seems the ideal thing to integrate. It's also got a lot of integration facilities. So that's it. Hopefully you found this useful. Uh, we ran over a little bit today, but um, giving you some good idea about what's going on here in terms of how we're building out these campaigns and running stuff and getting ready for this launch in January. It's not going to be like some of the massive balloons and champagne going off or anything launch. It's more about running some ads to this uh, front end and starting to see what kind of traction we get and then building from there. So it's a sort of a soft launch in many ways, but there's many moving parts that have to come together to make that whole thing work. And I'll be going into that in more detail. So follow along here. That's going to, if it's going to help you, or even if you're just generally interested, and you'd like to see, you know, how this turns out. I'm obviously very excited about it. That's it. Keep it going. As I always